the Doxed, the podcast. She goes on and on to the point where you get like, I feel like gaslit in the middle of the conversation. She was on these two lives on YouTube over on over the last couple of days, the 20th and the 21st, I think. And the first day she says this horrible thing and I had responded to it on TikTok. And then the second day she goes on and on in response to my response. But the problem is as she's going on and on, it's like such a gaslight that it's hard to remember if you play the clips in order what she actually said at the beginning. So I kind of like start into the second live and then splice in the bit from the first live that is in question mm-hmm. and then like return to the second live because it's way more striking that way when you can hear and be reminded of what she said at that point because yeah if you just listen to it through okay it's like it's like hard to understand how she doesn't see why what she said is a problem mm. so, anyway okay so i guess i should just share that here we go okay emily used to be a lot larger i mean she yeah like she has lost a tri- they have she they <laughs> that aquarium music which has lost a tremendous amount of weight i got that picture i was like whoa the first thought in my head literally and i got this months ago when i was still on tiktok i'm talking before both of my accounts went down i have i had this picture i mean she's like literally it's it's shocking how different emily looks like it's impressive like i was like damn that takes so much to lose that amount of weight and my next thought was no is this why you're so fucking mean (laughs) or like i've struggled with my weight my entire life so i'm i actually don't shame people for their weight um i never even mentioned the word weight or your body or anything like that when i said something in the live yesterday and that was like 90 seconds of a two-hour live i'll explain that in a second you're not gonna say that i fat shamed you like you're just not that's ridiculous like i struggle with my weight so fucking much you're not gonna sit there and say that i fat shamed you emily in fact i did the exact opposite i would never post a picture of you at that weight i would never like okay so again that was like from the second day and then here's the actual thing in question from the first day or the first live. I have a picture of Emily that would put everyone on the fucking floor. And if you're watching Emily, you know exactly what picture I'm talking about. And now I know why you're so mean to people. God damn. Emily did not used to look. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And I'm an angel for not posting that fucking picture. Okay. And then there's more back to the second live now. Like, Jesus Christ. I'm the one who, d- who didn't look at that picture and say, oh, I'm going to go make fun of her on the internet for that because only really fucked up people do that. Like, you're an actual horrible fucking human. How This is when you know someone is a narcissist because only narcissists are this grandiose. I just want to say what happened with AMW yesterday because this makes me so mad. And I brought up for literally 90 seconds that Aquarium Music Witch. I was like, I mean, I have stuff on people that you guys wouldn't believe. And I was like, I deserve a brownie for never, like, I. The, it's proof that I'm not a bully. Because, like, I would never post these kind of pictures and stuff. I didn't say she was overweight. I didn't mention her body. I just said Aquarium Music Witch does not look like they used to. And I wonder if that's why they're so mean. And that's still a valid question because 
The amount of weight that Aquarium Music Witch lost is tremendous. And I've lost weight before, not not ever like that amount of weight. Like that's incredible. And I mentioned it like in passing and I did not say you were fat. I did not even mention that it was about your body. Like what? Oh my God. It just makes me so mad. And then she goes and posts on TikTok and says that not only am I a criminal and this is escalating so much, but that I fat shamed her and then goes off and posts her own goddamn pictures. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, you didn't need to post those pictures. I wasn't going to put them anywhere. Like, what? I had one picture of you. I'm not like, oh my God. You guys are the police. You guys are the medical establishment. You guys are the fuckers who don't believe autistic people. Jubilee has had brain cancer. Why are you so fucking mean? Emily has been like 400 fucking pounds. Roxy has been through horrendous childhood trauma. Why are you guys so mean? Like you can't expose yourselves as more of assholes than that. So much to unpack. <laughs> I feel like I almost need to pull a Jubilee with those clips and take every single word and talk about why it's a problem because there's so much that is a problem and all, that's not even all of it like that's that was me trying my best to summarize what happened in those two several hour long lives from the last two days yeah um, but all of it is so offensive so egregious just like and not even like that's just the thing about me there was also a lot of horrible stuff said about jubilee about you of course mm -hmm. and about our friend shadow which who is now just being attacked and wrapped in completely unfairly but yeah this episode is is uh i, I think we're going to talk about fat shaming because it was a major theme of the last few days i think the thing that really jumped out at me like it all jumps out at you and smacks you in the face but the <laughs> the thing that stuck out with that little those clips just now was that she says she has so much stuff on all of us but chooses not to talk about it or not to post it, not to expose it. Um, what do you call reaching out to Carrie Ann's family and exes and then like hinting at online all the stuff you know that you won't talk about, but you know so much and taunting her with it? Saying that I went through horrendous childhood trauma. I've never talked to her about my childhood trauma. I've never even talked on TikTok about the details of my childhood trauma outside of the trauma you go through not knowing that you're autistic but as far as horrendous she knows nothing what and then to allude to having these pictures of you or a picture of you and knowing that you look so different than you used to and laughing her ass off about it does she expose exact details of much of anything no but she taunts all of us with it is that not also terrible like why does she think she deserves any accolades for not doing more like she does plenty with the like psychological torment that she does with I know this and I have this on you and this on you and like she holds everything over everyone's heads but I, I don't know it just that just really gets under my skin that she does that well yeah this is a really interesting example of her getting caught in in doing that in leaving out the detail that makes it sound like everything is so much worse than it is because if you are not me and you're just listening to that clip what do you think that means that I looked so different you don't know it could be anything it could be something that I used to do that was really terrible you had some terrible picture of me well guess what there is no such picture 
I never even looked that different in really any way, but one very significant way. Mm-hmm. I don't look different in any way at all, except for one very significant way. I lost 150 pounds. I've never significantly changed my hair. Like it's a little bit of more of a more posh layered framing of my hair, but like I didn't dye my hair significantly. I didn't have some other second life. And she's like, oh, you know exactly the picture I mean. No, I really don't. I just, there was definitely a time in my life where I, the only thing that she could possibly have meant if you're me watching that is Mm -hmm. that she was trying to hold it over my head that I used to be fat and I would be ashamed to have those pictures aired. Well, in reality, last October, uh, I put up an edit on my TikTok that was like a reverse age progression of myself and my life because I was like reintegrating all these parts of myself And having this very emotional journey about how I accepted myself. And that was difficult because I had an eating disorder. I had, and also just uh, a very probably weird relationship with food, which has not nothing to do with my autism. It definitely Mm -hmm. has to do with the autism. And then it also has to do with a lot of other things that I struggled with in my life. Yeah. So I, so I've, I've gone on a whole ass journey of loving myself. And so for her to get up there and then the laugh and and thinking that she has something on me that she's a saint for not posting it makes me wonder if she postured that way with ooh Jean used to look so different but then trying to walk it back like oh I didn't mean anything by it why would you say it's about your weight I wonder if she was gonna leave it up to people to speculate either about your weight or about your your gender your gender identity Either way, terrible. That's an, yeah, because that's interesting because it is like, what else would I have looked like differently? And yeah, either way, terrible. But there's nothing that has changed about my appearance except for my weight. And so obviously it was a weird dig at my weight and how she had these shameful, well, they're not shameful. I put them up on my own page already, not even just in response to her independently because I dealt with my own shit. I did my shadow work. I mean, it's not like she had to dig through your friends or family to get these secret pictures of you. Obviously, they were not that hard to find, so they weren't that shameful. No, these people don't even care to dig that deep to find out what would actually hurt me. Nobody's watched my TikTok content, obviously, (laughs) the entire time. She's never watched my TikTok content because she has no idea what my TikTok posts are about. Like, this has been up on my page. This is not shameful to me. Really, it just points to who she is. Yeah. And I mean, also like just the way, the way that the word, the verbiage that she uses, the derision and the laughter, she uses words like damn and tremendous. And she says, I was fucking 400. No, I wasn't by the way, but also what is, what is wrong with you to try to like guess my weight, speculate about my weight. Uh, And to, and to imply that it was a struggle. To say, well, I struggled with my weight. Not everyone struggles with their weight. Some people are in larger bodies and it's not a struggle because they're not ashamed of their body. Again, that just speaks to her and her fat phobia. There's a lot of internalized fat phobia, I think, based on just other things that she's said about her own struggle with weight. She said that she gave up her body for TikTok because she gained 50 pounds. She still has a body. But yeah, it's it's fat phobic that she would think I would be ashamed of old pictures of myself. And it also goes back to the idea of cringe, 
being basically just a way to punish anyone outside of the norm because it's like if there was ever and the other thing that she railed against me for in that one live was also that I had put up chinchilla put out that new song and I had done a video like promoting Docs the podcast dancing to the song and there's this kind of like moment where you can like punch and she was also laughing her butt off for not just 90 seconds, but much longer about how I did weak punches and I didn't do the rhythm right. And she was like, I'm rhythm shaming AMW. And and she, in the meantime, she had also made a video doing that, pantomiming to that song, like to copy me. And she said that she made it and sat there trying to be as awkward as me and then took it down because she felt like it was too cruel which yeah it is and the reason like the whole awkward thing is like you trying to make me feel as bad as possible for cringe Mm -hmm. and trying to point out what is the cringiest things about me and all that cringe is white supremacy trying to punish anybody outside of the norms of society anybody that's not just like a worker cog so mostly autistic people mostly yeah so yeah so it just reveals exactly the machinations it's like it's just white supremacy and i do want to talk about at some point during this the connection between racism and fat phobia because it's uh addressing fat phobia calls for an intersectional approach it's there's no way to address it outside of understanding intersectionality i think four out of five black women are classified as overweight or obese and black women are the subgroup with the highest bmi in the u.s and that's it's often used as a justification to take people less seriously medically, which is horrifying. Uh, and it's kind of cyclically, I think, like the whole concept of being thin is healthy is so white European and just a way to, an excuse to be discounting people even medically. You know, living in low income areas can affect health and weight. Also, like you can have food deserts, which are just basically where you're somewhere so far in a city that there's no easy access to healthy food, or you can just have environmental toxins and that can like disproportionately affect POC. So this is, this is why intersectionality is really, really important to understand because all of these problems are all interconnected and like play off of each other and amplify each other. So racism has to be a huge part of this conversation about fat phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think throughout history and colonization and just white people being terrible the world over. Yeah, I said it. I said what I said. <laughs> accurate. I feel like every group of people around the world had their own, like their medicine people and People that took care of their bodies with their natural resources that they had available, their plant medicine that they had available, and even like their spiritual workings that they had available to them to take care of their people and their bodies. And then this like Eurocentric Western approach to medicine gets applied to all bodies, but everybody has to meet this Eurocentric standard of health and size but the truth is the the shape of the body of like a a healthy african woman is going to look very different than the shape and size of a healthy samoan woman just that body is going to look very different 
in comparison to the size and shape of a healthy Korean woman or a healthy white woman. We don't all have to be the same shape and size because we, everyone's built differently. And health internally, mentally, physically, emotionally, it's all going to look different for different bodies. Yeah. And as we were discussing earlier today, you and I, that it's also looks can look different for autistic bodies. Yeah, that was blown. a doozy. My mind. I am now my mind is blown. Amazing. Yeah, we should talk about that. There's a thing called a lip lipedema. Is that how you say? It's either lipedema or lipedema. Yeah. So we're talking about this, and you're explaining to me that it's even a thing, and that there's a correlation to autism. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I have no idea what that is. I've never heard of it before. And I start looking at pictures, and I'm like, oh my god, I have that. That's a totally a thing I have with my mm. upper arms. And I was telling you, it's my absolutely my deepest insecurity because. I, I did weigh a lot more at a different time in my life. And when I lost weight, my upper arms did not lose weight. <laughs> They're and just, it's not just a skin thing. It's not it's just not, skin, right? It's not just skin. And everybody I've ever talked to, including like, I regularly do fitness. I, I, twice a week, I go to a fitness center and work out, you know, doctors have said basically just do some toning on your, do some exercises to tone your arms. It never works. Nothing works. And I used to feel like, I mean, I still think it's really tough because I, this is like, this episode is about something where I was just insulted and taunted and ridiculed for something that is one of my like deepest traumas because not only was I overweight that was that really was like a like a physical outward reflection of my my deep inner turmoil and it is really um scary to go through this world and live every day as a person who has to and has no choice but to wear your trauma all over yourself and and mm. physically take up more space because of it um people see that and judge you every day. And I lived that for years. I didn't have like an early twenties hot girl era. I was like depressed and wore that on my body. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I just got insulted by somebody who's been bullying me for months now and has tried to hit below the belt on every way she could. And now has chosen to go after this thing which she surmised pretty correctly would be one of my deeper insecurities luckily I'm about to not kill myself because I did work through this mm -hmm. I did do my shadow work I worked really hard to better myself over the course of a decade of my life and not and when I say better myself I don't mean lose weight the weight loss was an absolute byproduct and side effect and set not a second thought the main thing was I worked on my self-hatred. Mm -hmm. I worked on my depression and my self-hatred. And I started going on meditative walks every day. And I started to, to uncover repressed memories. And I dealt with a pretty severe eating disorder. And a lot of insecurities around food and myself and everything. And so, yeah, so now just like two days ago, this bitch who's been abusing me since January is going to bring this up, trying to escalate, trying to be actually go there and be that shitty because she has nothing because she's trying to posture about how she has all this quote unquote stuff on us. 
the worst she has on me is that I used to be fat. So I am having a little bit of a problem. Like, like my first reaction, my first way to deal with things that are traumatic is to distance myself emotionally from them Mm -hmm. and try to talk about this in like a scientific way. And there's a lot to say about it. And, uh, but I'm angry and I, um, I'm owed a fucking apology. I'm owed an apology. And uh, all of us are, but this is just so on the nose because it's such a thing where if I hadn't done a hell of a lot of work on myself, this could be pretty bad. What Allie does to other people's mental health, it's not okay. So Mm -hmm. this sucked to live through and it sucks for everyone who is a target of this crap. And, you know, she's taken her videos off of YouTube now and i do feel like there's this weird expectation and pressure from everyone that the second she goes quiet that means we should go quiet too and we shouldn't respond because no matter regardless of how much time or space we've gotten to take care of to process our own trauma around this doesn't matter it's it's like seen as bullying and aggressive and too much and going overboard if we're going to keep for example, putting this episode out, if she's been quiet for a whole two days on YouTube, well, guess what? This was horrifying, what she said to me a day before we recorded this episode. So also all the people in her comments cheering her on during that live, I hope I wish all of you size two bodies, every single one of you cheering her on fat shaming someone. I wish all of you perfect, perfectly toned, perfectly perky size two bodies because you know I happen I happen to have seen I have a pretty good idea of what everyone looks like and there was a lot of pots calling kettles black no one no one in that live was in any position to shame anybody's looks no one should be throwing rocks at anybody's glass houses. Let me just put that out there. I don't even know if half of those people even understand necessarily what she was saying. I think they were really just kind of in the frenzy of it. But there was also people who were then trying to act like, oh, we're neutral. And why are you bringing us into this? Because you're in the comments and you're supporting somebody who just did a really unconscionable thing to somebody who didn't deserve it, to a few people who didn't deserve it. Because I was not the only one that those lives were about. This is just the most like sensational, ridiculous on the nose part of the whole thing of the last two days. But I was not even the only person that she was just lying egregiously about and saying horrible bullying things about. Also, I don't the the joy that she gets out of like dangling certain people's traumas. Like, I don't know much about Carrie Ann, but I mean, out of <laughs> Allie's done so much digging into Carrie Ann's life and past and exes and family and siblings and, and all of that and talking about, oh, her parents, this and that, and oh, her trauma, this and that. And I'm not going to say anything, but ooh, the things I know, how awful is that? And then to do the same thing about my childhood trauma she supposedly knows so much about, that's terrifying. That people... <sighs> People would take their lives over something like that, depending on what that trauma is, to know that some bitch on the internet with a platform, with people cheering her on, willing to do her dirty digging and her background checks for her on everyone she hates, 
to know that that person might know your childhood trauma and will hold it over your head or or talk about it in some Reddit or some Discord and expose your deepest traumas. And she will not just talk. She will go above and beyond and sit there and laugh and guffaw and roll her eyes at your worst trauma, at what she thinks will hurt you the worst. You And we just listened to it on the top of this episode. And, and it's ridiculous that it happens in almost every single piece of her content. Like it's her trying to go after the most hurtful thing in the way that is the most like jeering middle schooler, nasty and it's all projection. It's all your own self-hatred. It's all your own self-hatred. Somebody just today was like, oh, you punched down two AMW because you said she was jealous of her pretty sister. Your sister's pretty, Allie. Doesn't mean you're not. It means you're yeah. jealous as hell. You're so jealous. This whole thing is you being jealous of everyone. That's not punching down. That I just state facts. I think literally everyone involved in this has a pretty sister. Like, let's get over the pretty sister. <laughs> we all, that's the one thing we have in common with Allie. Everyone has pretty sisters. Yeah. I might even say my sisters are prettier than me. I would say that. I'll I give would say that, that about my sister. My sister's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my God. That. But you know what? I'm not jealous of them. They're doing their own thing. Good for them. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Also in those lives, one of the most mind bending things, slight aside, was that she kept saying that she called the police on Jubilee and keeps calling the police on Jubilee and has called the police on Jubilee a ton of times. Also, she said she called her own police department about Jubilee a bunch of times and was accusing us of making her look crazy for that. Let's, that's a reflect. But she's also saying Jubilee and everyone is putting her in danger because of the, uh, like the whole wellness check thing, which we, we have recorded, we recorded like a whole mega triple episode about that. And then we're going to put it off because we were going to record this one first, or we were going to put this one out first. But I think that's coming in the future is this like multi-part episode talking and diving a lot deeper into those, those things about like 5150s, because I have been through a similar experience in my lifetime as well. And uh, anyway, and all that stuff about wellness checks and the cop calling, and she's up and down about how we put her in so much danger by calling the cops, but also in the same breath, she's calling the police on Jubilee every single day and telling them that Jubilee's a serial killer and a stalker and that she's in psychosis and she can't take care of her kid. And Jubilee has never called a wellness check on Allie. Yeah, that's another person that was not in that group at all. Of everybody that's been, actually, of everybody that's been on this podcast interviewed, um, a majority did not call a wellness check. We'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, meh. and I'm, I'm, I say it in every episode. I did not call on Allie. I'm gonna and I did. And, and how is me doing that? And like, whatever all these people want to say. I did it genuinely because I was concerned in the moment. That's what happened. Full stop. However, uh, what is, how is it bad that I did that? But also it's not bad that Allie is calling the police on Jubilee, apparently by her own admission, every day recently. What? In what universe? But also she says over and over again, she almost took her own life and everyone bullied her almost to death. Yeah, but so then, then everyone seemed be everyone seemed to be worried enough to call a welfare check on her to make sure 
that she wasn't on the brink of taking her own life. So no matter how you slice it, everyone's awful all the time. There is no winning with her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of an aside, but it's just mind bending because it's not even just like one claim and then the other. It's like 16 of the first claim interspliced with 17 of the second claim. Just all back and forth, back and forth, back for like three hours. Also, I understand that at some point at the height of the drama and like with her still having her TikTok at the time, I think she had made a YouTube and talked about her um, childhood trauma, like her childhood sexual assaults. I didn't watch this YouTube because I, I don't consume her content like that especially at that time like back in february or whatever yeah. i was not trying to see her content at all and there you're was not. you were very much not maybe i don't know how clear that is to everybody or anybody listening roxy was very much not trying to stalk or be involved with ali at all during this whole like february march time it was, it was traumatizing like, to yeah. watch her very much like let's put it down and like not even like it's difficult to even talk about the ones that were directly about you like yeah it was not all in the weeds trying to do burner doing whatever like this was a very traumatizing time yeah, i don't know the burner accounts weird. came after the lexapro much later <laughs> <laughs> uh, but during that time she i guess she had talked about her childhood sexual assault and it became a discussion in the reddit which i had distanced myself from the reddit at that time because it became a hate group for everyone who was actually a victim of Allie. and i guess people were speculating on her sexual assault or someone said something really like out of line really out of pocket about that and i remember someone that was in the reddit but also a friend of mine on tiktok she dm'd me to say like someone was saying something really fucked up about her childhood sexual assault and was like i know nothing about that i would never condone that like that's going way too far that's shitty that that's happening fast forward to a couple days ago when I was watching Jubilee's live, and of course, some of Allie's goons were in the live chat, and it came up, Roxy, didn't you say something fucked up about Allie's childhood sexual assault? Like, people think that I am going that low and that I am doing the things that Allie would do. It's like they think that I'm some kind of monster that would have anything negative to say about her childhood sexual assault experience and that somehow excuses her trying to hold my childhood trauma over my head and everyone's trauma over their head when whoever was doing all of this whoever was saying fucked up things about her childhood experience they're just some like faceless nameless redditor that gets attributed to me and at that time everything everyone was doing that was pissing Allie off it all got attributed to me for months. I was the scapegoat for everything. People could put their hands up and say, no, 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 I actually did that. And she'd be like, no, it's Roxy's fault. And I was kind of shocked that in that live chat, someone thought that I was the one that said, I don't even know what was said about Allie's childhood sexual assault because I wasn't a part of that discussion. But people really believe that about me. Yeah, and you're right. Multiple times people even would stand up and be like, no, the rumor that Roxy did this thing is false. It was me instead with my full face. And people would still just continue assuming it was you. And again, this was during this bizarre time where you were probably the least involved in anything like the drama of it. You were literally <laughs> trying to step away for your mental health. And it's very difficult to with all this. But but 
of out of everybody like you were like the least trying and it was like all these people were clearly just talking about you behind your back the whole time mm-hmm. which is- i was the least involved in everything and the most scapegoated yeah, the mo- yeah i would agree i will second that you were the least involved in the most scapegoated the most scapegoated for i don't even know like timeline but like february march that whole time period Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, it wasn't fair. And even as it keeps playing out and it's like, oh, there were literally people impersonating several of us, but especially you to to really, really uh, triangulate and scapegoat you. Scapegoating is exactly the word for what happened to you through mm-hmm. this. I mean, it happened, you know, you know, yeah, like, a, yeah. Ugh. And it's somehow supposed to make it all OK what Allie's doing. Everything that she's done to you in the last like 48 hours that's all supposed to be justified because Allie's feelings were hurt by people that we don't even know honestly yeah well and she would call that reactive abuse right of course because she can't take accountability for anything she does every story she tells about some fucked up things she's done it's actually not the fucked up thing and it's actually someone else's fault and someone misunderstood her and she's allowed to be mad, okay? I'm allowed, she's allowed to express herself, okay? Yes, I kicked a nurse in the stomach, but it was an accident and she didn't even press charges. The judge didn't even care. Like, did you hear that story? I, there's made... stories of how everything is everyone else's fault and how she talked about actually kicking a nurse in the stomach and how it wasn't her fault that she kicked a nurse in the stomach she actually called it a badass autistic meltdown which again is like not it hurts the autistic community Mm -hmm. and then she's literally calling us like the the people that don't believe autistic people and then she does this weird double speak where she's like i've literally never said that roxy wasn't autistic she has spent the entire time invalidating everybody else's autism and whether it's directly said or implied, the whole the whole point of everything, every time she says you don't understand autism or you need to educate yourself about autism, you're telling that to people who are diagnosed with autism. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I've done everything short of actually showing my fucking medical records, which I refuse to do on this internet. Like, I... <laughs> I don't need to validate anything for Allie. I don't need to prove anything to her. She doesn't believe I'm autistic. Okay, that doesn't change anything in my world for me at all. But it's not even that she doesn't believe. It's just that she constantly invalidates and dehumanizes everyone else at every single turn. And, you know, and going back to these straw man things, she's accusing us of all this stuff. Like, oh, how could you blame me for my own childhood assault or something? Nobody did that. Nobody did that. I don't know who did that, but it wasn't me and it wasn't you. That's kind of all I care about. (laughs) Like, sorry that happened to you. It wasn't me, though. Maybe don't make enemies everywhere. But what I do know is that these clips at the top, you cannot tell me that that is not someone fat shaming me. And also notice how the name Emily is used. That is not the name that I have ever consented to go by in this entire thing. She says my first and last name all the time now. In Mm -hmm. all these lives and stuff. And she even brought up, and this is creepy, okay? She brought up and laughed about it that I went to jury duty a couple of weeks ago and one of her followers reported to her that they were also in that jury duty and they heard my name being called on like by the judge and they looked and it was me. So I was physically in the same room as one of her trolls. I don't know which one, but I know they reported to her what my goings on were. 
that sends that sends such a chill down my spine i mean it's not like you plan to be like on a jury duty but what you don't do is then go report it to Allie, who's been abusing me for five months like that's kind of that's it's in some legal sense whatever set that aside in the sense that that's creepy as hell you guys it's creepy that you were in my jury duty and then you reported that to Allie so that she could she could talk about it on her live this is the like that's mm, I'm gonna call that gang stalking it is that's fucking weird uncomfortable that somebody knows that somebody saw me that day while I was having my period cramps and having cold sweats sitting there trying to wait for jury duty to be over for hours like that's uncomfortable that some eyes were on me Mm. thinking about this alley drama that feels like such a violation to be reported on in that way. exactly like it's one thing like I don't think somebody intentionally was there finding me Mm-hmm. But you then chose to report it to Allie. So whoever the hell you are, that's kind of gang stalky of you. It's giving gang stalking. It's giving creeper. Like, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, it's it's definitely one thing to like coincidentally cross paths with someone. The world is very small. But reporting it to Allie for what? To have something to feel like, ooh, I have the inside scoop. Will you, will you pick me? Like, mm, it's giving desperate also. Yeah, because why else would you say, I mean why else also just it's such a synchronicity of course like everything is everything in this whole goddamn thing is a synchronicity but uh why would you report it you really think it's funny to like have eyes on me what it's not funny it is such pick me energy because there's not really you're gonna sit in that live and you're gonna hear her say i'm not fat shaming you but you weighed fucking 400 pounds and you were tremendous Tremendous. (laughs) Like, like that's so Trumpian, by the way, but just like, and saying, damn, like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? You didn't fat shame me? Sit down, Allie. What the hell? Like, and to, and then to be one of those trolls, sit in that live, even comment in support or whatever, while at all thinking you're some kind of social justice warrior, whatever, like yeah. several of those people do, posturing about your own identity sitting there and saying you're neutral neutrality is violence especially sitting in that live well she it's not even real neutrality it's like performative neutrality it's it's they are clear there's a line drawn in the sand and there, no one is straddling that line no one is straddling that line i just I, I just have to you just have to sit with it like you just have to sit with like you can't tell me that that's not fat shaming and then she's sitting there you can't tell me that this is fat shaming and it's like that's gaslighting that and this is what we've been going through the whole time it's never been any less than that it's been cross-platform it's got it's ebbed and flowed but the intensity has been pretty much and then she was also like saying that it was creepy that we released 15 episodes of a podcast i mean at the beginning of this she was putting out dozens of videos of each of us an entire playlist of me on your thing with your 500,000 followers a whole playlist smearing me oh fun fact funny funny story she now has taken down all of her videos on youtube the only video that remains and I think this is just because it was the only video she didn't make. She just added it to a playlist is my song monster <laughs> by Jane Bonas on my YouTube, which she added to a playlist about Alex for some reason, Alex serves and fan energy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is like a super fan because it's just like you you privated everything off of uh, she prided everything off her YouTube channel, which I think who knows? She always says she's going to be gone for the summer. And if you are, what a blessing for everyone that would be if you could go recover and just leave everyone alone for the summer. Fantastic. Amazing. 10 out of 10. Get a boyfriend. I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, get a boyfriend. I don't think or girlfriend or a friend. Our friend. <laughs> get a friend any friend at all any friend <laughs> that's what we wish for you um and not not to be hurting people anymore that's all but i don't think that's what's going to happen she's saying that she's going to be done for the summer i doubt it but we'll was she going to come back for the holidays <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be christmas special <laughs> but um <laughs> that makes sense this is a multi-season multi-season true crime show but um but yeah, so the, anyway, the only thing on her whole YouTube page at this moment is my music video, which I don't, I wonder if she knows. <laughs> she probably doesn't even realize that no, she did she's that. No, she probably just privated all her videos and didn't realize that that happened to be the only thing she ever added to her YouTube page that wasn't made by her. Oops, she's a stalker. <laughs> Oops, that's weird of you that you put that on a playlist. <laughs> Yikes. It's just, it's all so foul. And I know I'm your super emotional Scorpio stellium friend, Pisces moon, Cancer rise. I think the most water you have. Mm -hmm. I cry at the drop of a hat. When I saw your TikTok, your two TikToks, I was sobbing. I was in the gym parking lot. Where do I spend all my time? In my car, in the parking lot, at my gym. <laughs> we're always talking for, we always talk for like four hours and they're like, well, I gotta go because I'm in the parking lot at my gym. <laughs> Not even exaggerating. But yeah, I was sobbing. Like, ugly crying. I was so angry that she would do that. And then to see the response to your response completely yeah. gaslighting dressed up like a cop fucking deputy dipshit which is her <laughs> cosplaying a cop deputy dipshit while calling us cops everybody. while calling us cops makes sense uh, maybe would it be would it make sense to play that video or maybe we can just like splice it in or i don't know maybe it would help yeah people. because it's it was the trigger for her to talk about it the second live so why do you do that i was so upset and crying so hard and then i immediately texted you and was like trying to gas you up and I like you were totally fine but I just felt so bad like I didn't know how to make that any better in the moment and I just wanted to fix it it was like I do feel like I I do get I don't I'm not as directly dealing with my emotions all the time I always like displace them until it's safe but the thing about this is it's not that I'm fine it's that I did this work in October I made that second video that I had put up which probably doesn't make sense to play for this because it's um it's like music, but mm -hmm. it's just an edit of my whole life. And when I made that video in October, I posted that and I cry wept for days. It was like healing. It wasn't like weeping from like, I've been so depressed that I've wept for days from depression. It wasn't like depression weep for days. It was like release years of this pain and mm -hmm. be okay with who I have been my whole life and love myself completely. Every part of myself. I did that work in October. 
and that's the reason why she's not killing me right now. Like, that's the reason why this wasn't so horrible that, I mean, if she shamed me like that, when I was going through, when I was in that space of insecurity, Mm -hmm. I would not be alive. (sighs) So, I mean, yeah. But the point being like, it is, it's very heavy shit. And there's a lot of, I'm sure my TikTok, I'm sure TikTok videos like have the energy of how you make them. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's probably what it is. Because I always thought that algorithm is, you've described it as like a flushing toilet. And in some ways it is, <laughs> but it's also like you can ride it like a wave. Like you can, you can find the good in there too. If you bring the good energy too, and it works that way. And it's like a magic thing. It's like a magical thing. And I think you must be able to kind of imbue your videos with an energy. And that one of my whole, my whole edit of, of my whole weight journey, whatever that was, that was like very cathartic energy. That was like years of built up release, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just like, it is heavy. Okay. Here we go. So I don't really come on at all to my main account anymore to talk about what's going on with Ali. It's continuing to escalate. She's a criminal and continues to be one. But every time that she tries to blackmail or threaten me with some sort of exposure of information she thinks that I don't want revealed, I feel like it helps me to come on and just say it myself, clear the air and uh, be in charge of my own story because it's abusive of her to keep trying to expose this shit and I like taking out the wind from her sails. So most recently today, uh, she was extremely fat phobic and was trying to hold over my head that she was going to release pictures of, um, I guess some pictures she must have found of when I weighed 150 pounds more than I do now. I'm proud of myself for losing that weight and I love who I was before I did. I'm the same person as I used to be. There's nothing shameful about what I overcame in my life and what I survived. There's nothing shameful about who I am now. Shame on you. Shame on you, Allie. I have a picture of Emily that would put everyone on the fucking floor. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I did splice her in at the end because it's just like, you got it. You got to understand, like... I don't understand how she can get on that live and say that that's not what that was and, def- and, and justify it in her own brain that that wasn't really, really, really horrible of her to say. Are you tired of feeling unsafe online? Do you want to learn how to protect yourself from cyberbullying, doxing, and other forms of online harassment? Then look no further than Doxed the Podcast. Visit the website doxthepodcast.com to sign up for the Doxed free ebook full of helpful tips and resources for online safety. Plus, when you sign up, you'll receive the weekly newsletter with the latest updates on upcoming content. There are many ways to connect with Doxed, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Have a story to share or feedback to give? Use the contact form on the site to reach out or leave a voice message to be featured on the show. And for exclusive content, subscribe to the Doxed Supercast to gain access to the private podcast feed with member-only exclusives. Take control of your online safety and join the Doxed community today. She knew exactly what she was doing. She knew. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, it was only 90 seconds of, a t- of a- hours of a live. Well, 
That was the 90 seconds where your mask slipped, Allie. Don't don't do that. Who cares how long it was? Like, why does she think that matters? She has spent much longer than 90 seconds trying to ruin multiple people's lives for months. For months. It's the it's the volume. And it's the wildness of her thinking that it's creepy that someone had what they call the Akashic record of just of pretty much. And she did play like one video that was in there that was like a meme made about the situation. But I was in there. I know that drive. The vast majority of those videos, probably 95 percent of them were just clips of her abusing people. So mm-hmm. you think that's creepy that there were 600 plus videos in a drive? They weren't 600 plus videos making fun of you, Allie. They were 600 plus videos of people recording you abusing people. In in many cases, because several people are, are, are considering or surely have considered at some point whether they were going to escalate into some kind of legal action because mm-hmm. of all your smearing and all your abuse. Like, of course, people are collecting the things that you're you're recording constantly to abuse them in case they need it for their case. But they can't yeah. collect what you don't create. That's the thing that she's missing. No one can have 600 of your videos abusing people if you didn't make fucking 600 videos abusing people. Exactly. And then she thinks Jubilee's channel is creepy. She literally was like sputtering about how she was like, you can't just sit there and make a video every time I make a video. Uh, yes, she can, though. Yes, she can. Actually, There's entire YouTube can. channels dedicated to exactly that thing. Yeah. And it's no more, no less because she's she doesn't take the time to go and edit after the fact. She just uploads these lives where she's like live reacting and commentating on all of all of Allie's content and it's so much content so for Allie to turn around and be like your channel's so creepy Jubilee it's a one-to-one match of your volume of content mm-hmm. what no <laughs> what weird how, how weird. is that creepy think about yourself think about what that's reflecting to you I also think it's kind of interesting that this like wipe of her youtube and i guess apparently her instagram is private now i don't know i don't watch her instagram she's doing this social media blackout because of some big legal action that she's taking against all of us and part of that is taking this step of surprising us by not making content about us anymore and taking a supposed break for the summer but it let's let's let this sink in for a second She's taking legal action, cross-country, multi-state, multi-country legal, international legal action. But she would have to file, she would have to create a case here in Washington, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in the, the province of British Columbia, and the province of Quebec, There's like multiple in, in Canada, like... <laughs> Multiple lawyers in multiple states, multiple court dates, cross-country, international, and it's going to go on for years, she said. Years. I'm never going to stop for years. Like, did she win Powerball or something? Oh, my God. That's a lot. That's a lot of legal action and a lot of lawyers in a lot of locations. Yeah, and especially for someone who's never sent... Me, like never sent most of us all of us a cease and desist 
to even start on some kind of legal process to even warn us about what we should be taking down or what we, you know, unless she's outright lying that we literally are coming to kill her. And that's the case in which case, again, prayers for the lawyer who is going to go into discovery based on whatever Allie thinks is her case, because and if- track down all those IP addresses and try to link us to all this made up shit, like, good luck with that. Yeah, especially when your your prayers sorrows, sorrows and prayers. That's the quote. Sorrows, <laughs> sorrows, prayers. Um, but especially when you think you're gonna bluster on your life about how the worst thing that you've been withholding about me for months that you have all this stuff on everyone is that I was fat one time. What? Well, you're gonna go to prison for having been fat once upon Too a fat. time. Too fat to be free. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of the legal angles. She's she's talked a lot about like taking the hate group angle because I guess we we've had a group chat once upon a time and that's terroristic, I guess. It's wild to listen to the the reasoning because she did she said something like is it illegal to say stuff about people online? No. And then she goes, is it and it's like a rhetorical thing where you would be like is it illegal to do the second thing? Yes, right? And she goes, is it illegal to go offline and have private conversations? And then she gets all tripped up on herself and she goes, I I have so many screenshots of texts between you. And she never finishes like the logic there, which is like, still no, still not illegal for people to just be friends. What? Is it illegal to talk privately about someone? No. No, still definitely. Is it illegal to lie about people on the internet and ruin their businesses and their income? Actually, yeah, because that's what she was going to sue me for initially. So, what is she talking about? Also, I don't know about illegal or not, but only one, only one out of all of us has called several people's parents, husbands, boyfriends, ex husbands. What? Who does that? None of us. None of us do that. None of us do that. Doxing her, none of us have done that. None of us did that. So I don't know what hate group charge we're gonna get multi-state, multi-country, multi-province. I, I don't I don't know. But that's a lot. That's a whole lot. So whoever advised her to get the hell off the internet for the summer, kudos. Yeah, but it's such backward logic. To think, and I remember there was a day a couple weeks ago where she was all like clearly trying to compile some kind of evidence to send to someone, and then she was saying she was waiting for an email, so it could have been pursuant to that. But to think that what she should do while she's building some legal case is also to go on YouTube and trash everybody and lie about how they're going to come kill her or whatever they sent her death, like all this lies, all kinds of lies. And the extortion thing happened. And she think and she's like, all she's like, I need to do my tell-alls and then I'll just go ahead and private them in time for my legal case. What what? I've said what too many times in this episode, but I love it though. You're like, what? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't, it just doesn't doesn't compute because and what tell all? What tell all? Well, you tell the saying, world about my childhood trauma okay that's okay yeah and and jubilee and she keeps saying jubilee had brain cancer and that must have made her mean or something which is a whole other bag of worms but like 
And also Jubilee's like, I didn't have brain cancer. I had brain tumors. Like it's a different thing. So weird a value to say all that. It's just. Uh. And if someone's brain tumors and trauma to the brain through surgeries or whatever altered their personality, that is so horribly ableist to point out and make fun of. And call the police video. based on over and over again every day. Also I, that people put you in danger calling the police on you once when you also said you were trying to kill yourself. What? I have an aunt who has had tumors for the last like 30 years or so. Like for as long as I can remember, she's dealt with benign tumors in the brain. And yeah, it changed her. All those surgeries, some of them are interoperable, but a lot of those surgeries, like it, it changes you a little bit. That kind of trauma to your brain regularly, surgery, like multiple surgeries on your brain. Um, and I can't imagine like someone shaming her or judging her or how she spoke or her facial expressions or how she moved or if she forgot something or I would hate for someone to make fun of her for that for I don't know it just seems particularly cruel not to say that Jubilee experiences those things I'm just I'm just making that connection because I have someone in my family that deals with similar things to what Jubilee has and just Ali's just a very ridiculous human and for someone who shouted from the rooftops for so long ableism 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 everywhere she's one of the most ableist people i think i've ever encountered in my entire life also i would also say i think she's one of the most ableist people i've ever encountered in my life and i've encountered many ableist people but yeah everything that she tries to attack everybody for is ableist Mm -hmm. i can't believe the calling the police every single day on somebody who's clearly doing fine and a bunch of people i mean we've talked about this before it's just but it just goes on it goes on and on but what is the goal with calling the police on a disabled mother over and over and over and over over? does she want her to get arrested what for her child to end up in foster care is that what she wants to do to that family what could possibly be the goal because the goal is not to stop jubilee from crawling in your window and killing you no one ever believed that that was realistically happening no one did and it's it, and she does she really has Allie really has gone up and made a whole YouTube video about Jubilee, played clips of Jubilee, who was saying in the clips, "No, Allie, nobody wants you to die, nobody wants you to kill yourself, nobody wants to kill you," and then Allie is framing them right after that and saying, "Oh, see here, here how Jubilee said that she wanted me to die and she was sent by God to kill me." No, she said the opposite in the clips. Mm-hmm. nobody ever realistically believed that jubilee was a, was trying to kill Allie. no she's not fly, she's a disabled woman she's not she's not flying to colorado to kill you what no one is risking their freedom for fucking Allie. no one is risking their freedom and their life for Allie. Allie, you're not that important sorry and anyway we're too fat to be free Thank you for listening. Find additional content at doxtthepodcast.com.